Packers Blitz podcast, podcast done by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 1980s, Packers football, and lived to talk about it. This podcast is dedicated to, and always dedicated to, the world's greatest fan, Packer fans. All right, so let's just get to it, okay, Andy? Let's just start getting into this. Um. Let's just do a quick review because we're going to get into coaching and everything like that. Uh, but just okay, so I'm going to ask you three questions, Andy. Uh, and this is off the cuff, I did not put it in here in our script because I wanted you to give you off the cuff questions. Okay, so you ready? Okay, okay, all right, I'm ready. So, are the, are the Packers a bad team? Or a really bad team. <laughs> bad uh, so answer the answer it right now. Okay. Um, yeah. I would say they're a bad team, not okay. a really bad team. Okay. As is of now, Jordan. As of now, is Jordan Love? You feel a NFL quarterback or a backup quarterback? Oh boy, that that could take up a whole episode. Um, well, just just really quickly, NFL. He's a starting quarterback. I'm not saying franchise. I, I'm not saying a Josh Allen or a, Joe Burrow. As, as I'm just of saying now, NFL. I, yeah, as as of now, I believe he's an NFL starting quarterback. I just think that he needs some more guidance and nurturing. I think it was an epic mm -hmm. fail. Uh, just like you started off with for the Packers, not to get him a veteran quarterback as a backup. And so I think the jury is still out uh, with every game that passes and he continues to make the same mistakes and not make quick decision-making. I think that, uh, you know, he's leaning, I'm leaning more toward him being a backup. But as of now, I would say he's a, he's a starter. In the okay. All right. And then this one. Easily segue, excuse me, into one of our main topics tonight. Is LeFleur, excuse me, is LeFleur over his head? <laughs> is LeFleur over his head or is he just lost the team? Because there's a difference. Has he lost the team? right now or is he you think he's just over his head you know it's just he's swimming and he just doesn't know what what he's doing or who to grab a hold of gosh i think it's a little bit of both <laughs> to be mm, brutally okay. honest if i have mm -hmm. to choose which one i'm more leaning toward is that what you're going for yeah um yeah. i believe man that's a tough one um, well, great question, John. Um, I would say he's a little bit over his head uh, from the standpoint, the leadership okay. aspect of things uh, and him not being able to find the right people to uh, help him succeed, uh, not picking the right people on his coaching staff. And I don't think that's helped too much either. Basachi, I think, has yeah. done a really good job and continues to. But some of the other goofballs yeah. that he has on we'll his staff – yeah. 
Uh, so I think he's a little bit over his head because he doesn't seem like he has a whole lot of answers. And I think that's Correct. what people want. They want yeah. decisiveness and they want answers. Right? And he doesn't yeah. have he doesn't have either one of them. And I, I don't know if it's just yeah. he's not forthcoming with that. It seems like he's uh, it's like the saying uh, grasping at straws. And I think that's mm -hmm. what he's doing mm -hmm. at the moment. Yeah. So I yeah, think yeah. he's probably more over right. his head than losing the team. I think they would be yeah, okay. stinking even worse if he had mm -hmm. lost the team. And it seems like they are playing somewhat hard for him. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But yet the results aren't there, and and uh, especially on offense. Uh, the defense is yeah. kind of hung in there, but the offense, is, as everybody knows, has been pretty <laughs> Which is funny. Pretty bad, pretty snail, uh, and yes. um, not exciting at all. I mean, no explosive yeah. plays, and yeah. we talked about that before, and it continues to happen. It's kind of a repeat yeah. of the previous game, wasn't it? Against a Correct. really, really bad defense. A really, really bad, really bad off yeah. a bye. Okay. Off a bye. That's, two weeks. That's there, almost the main two weeks, point yeah. I want to say. Off a bye. Okay. So let's get right into our next part that we segue into this. Great answers, by the way. I agree with everything you said. Oh, okay. Packers coaching staff and the team trio of life. So let's talk coaching. A lot of people are putting LaFleur on the hot seat. I am not. I'm not one of those people. Even though he could have back-to-back -back losing seasons, which I couldn't tell you the last time the Packers had back-to-back -back losing season if it wasn't for the 80s, and we're not going to bring that up. It's already scary enough out there with Halloween coming. That's not scary anymore, people. So here, here's the thing. I would say, again, like I said, no, because, yes, he's been hit with a ton of injuries, and I know it's next man up mantra, blah, blah, bling, bling, blah, blah. But when your next man up is a rookie or some well-traveled veteran, and – you're not seeing the whole team at its best when you have a bunch of practice squad guys and second string guys because they're that for a reason. Now, Rasul Douglas, Rudy Ford, who we picked up for practically nothing, Keyson Nixon, all these guys have played fairly well compared to, you know, you would say a top starter in the NFL. I don't think they're starters. I think they're great. You know, put them in the nickel, put them in the slot, you know, put them in the dime coverage. But would I put them on as a starting? No, I would. Also, the rest of the teams are not helping Hill of Floor. Teams, they're okay, but they're not special. We should be thinking of a way to block punts, to do fake punts. We should think of a a fake field goal. We should think everybody should be like, okay, we need to generate points. We need to do something to spark this team. If it works, doesn't work, screw the gadget plays. Okay, a enough of that crap. Let's find a way of say it's fourth and three. We're fake punting. It's deep in our area, but we're gonna fake punt. And everybody goes, what the hell's wrong with you? What I would say is good for you because you're trying something. You, you tr you're trying to do something to help him. Like, we're going to put everything out on that field, and, and, hey, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I can deal with that. 
And I was listening to LaFleur, his press conference, and Andy and I were talking about this. Is he over his head? And has he lost the team? You know, those questions I just asked. And he sounds like a coach who cannot trust his young players. Now, earlier on in our episodes, you can go back and listen to Andy and I were talking about they're going to put people in motion. We have some speed. We, you know, we talked about that a lot earlier. Then we talked about the offensive line is the strength. Well, it's not what we thought it would be. And, you know, also all the first game of all the promise is not there against the Bears. Everything was boom, 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 clicking. We're, we're doing really good. So what's the problem? So I, I know it's time for LaFleur to trust his young team. It, it's time now because I really think he's swimming in the sense of he, he just, oh, I can't trust these guys. I can't put that guy in motion. I, can, I got DeGuara out there freaking <laughs> knowing the count and causing a five-yard penalty. And come on, he's not even a young guy. So how can you trust your young guys to be running jet sweeps and gadget plays? And No, 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 no. I'm not saying let's keep it simple and pedestrian. That was somebody used. It was really good. I was listening to a guy. His name is Tom Grassi. He's on YouTube. He's very funny. If you get a time to check him out, he's a huge Packer fan. And he used the word pedestrian, which I know you love great words, Andy. And it's true. It's, it's pedestrian to the point of, okay, we made it simple, but we're not doing anything to, you know, trust the guys to go into motion or to, to do something a little bit wrinkle. Let's put a wrinkle in there. Okay. Let's have uh, Jordan Love uh, go and, you know, go out for a pass, you know, and they kind of did that kind of, but they don't do it enough. They just get, okay, we tried that. It didn't work. Also, Joe Barry, boy, he's not the guy. He he keeps they gave up 19 points to one of the worst teams in the NFL. Now, I have to say that's really good. <laughs> okay, that really is to an NFL team, 19 points. That's all you did. But he doesn't find the way to still continue to make the other teams work for it. Like Jerry Judy, who has done nothing, okay? Cortland Sutton, who has done nothing, even though Cortland Sutton leads the Broncos which in receiving, which I, whatever. Um, they were playing, again, off them. They weren't, you know, trying to pressure them. The Packers had one sack, one lousy sack. We had four sacks against the Raiders. And I'm like, okay. We got, we got it. the thing with with Wilson is you get in his face. He he can't run as much as he used to do, even though he did prove he could, which is ridiculous. Um, but he just doesn't do what he has to do. And I get it. There's injuries, but you have spent a ton of draft capital, and we're still an average team. So Joe Barry, you know, you got you got to figure out a way to have someone step up. If you're going to keep Joe Barry, fine. But you got to have someone step up and figure this out because you can't keep keeping them in the game. Andy and I are watching the game. They had at that time, I think it was like, you know, 13, whatever. 
the six, and we are totally in the game. And then here we go. They get a touchdown, and that's it. Now, let's talk about Rich Bisaccia. Remember I told you he is the assistant coach. And he's the assistant coach for the reason, okay? One, they probably wanted to keep him. So he was like, hey, look, I'm not going to stick around if I'm just some special teams guy. I'm too qualified. Makes sense. But we paid you a ton of money, Rich, so shut up. Um, So anyway, he's kind of regressing too. In the sense that he coached Rich Bisaccia, coached a dumpster fire in Las Vegas, and they made the playoffs. (laughs) I mean, go back, I think it was two or three years ago before Devontae Adams got there. That place was a mess. John Gruden had turned that into a dumpster fire on top of the dumpster fire. So what I don't understand is, again, they brought a ton of money to bring him here to help us improve special teams. And, you know, he's done enough to warrant some money spent. But why isn't he in LaFleur like, hey, you know, I'm the assistant coach, LaFleur. That play you called was shit. <laughs> I want this. Of course, you can't say shit, but you know, maybe him like st- coming up to LaFleur, maybe he has. Maybe we don't see it. The camera's not on him 24-7. And go up to LaFleur and go, hey, 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 call timeout. Call timeout. We can't run this play. Maybe he has. I don't know. But Rich Versace has enough class and experience to be like, we gotta do something. And I'm here to help. So what do you want me to do? Jordan Love, well, he still needs to prove himself. Like Andy said, I still think he's a starter too, but it's not looking good. And I don't see the brilliance. Andy and I were talking on before we got on here. Now, Aaron Rodgers, you got to go back. Everyone thinks of the greatness of Aaron Rodgers, and I love Aaron Rodgers, as you all, everyone knows, who listens to our uh, Packers Blitz. But remember, Aaron Rodgers was 6-10 and 10 his first season as a starter. Also, he was one and seven in games decided by four points or less. Love right now is one and three. So, again, you know, there's some other stats my friend Kirk gave me. He said, when Love attempts a pass of 20 yards or more, he is six for 27 with zero TDs and three interceptions. And the thing is, yesterday when he threw that ball, Andy and I were like, what are you doing when I think it was Aaron Jones or somebody was out in the flat where he could have just thrown it and they could have got five, maybe six yards. Who knows? Somebody breaks a tackle. They could have got more. So it really just looks at it like we can't waste our talent anymore like we did with Rogers. So I'm kind of flipping around here. If this season winds up to be a 5-12 and 12 season, a 6-12 and 12 season, that will be back-to-back losing seasons for the first time in forever of the Packers losing. So the main thing is, and Andy were talking about this too uh, offline, is the biggest problem with Rodgers is why we did not win another Super Bowl is we did not have the right players, the right coaches. Uh, we, we just didn't have the veterans to help the rookies. So to me, it was like, are we history repeating itself in a sense that he's doing the same thing Mike McCarthy did and Ted Thompson did draft and development, stick to the bread and butter, keep doing what we're doing. And, you know, things will turn around. You got to have patience, which is fine. But again, 
what do we do with love? You know, a lot of people too are saying, do we bench love? You know, if he has another loss, bring in, you know, Clifford. Uh, and that's not a great idea either. So I would say as of right now, Floor is over his head, but he has should have coaches who go, hey, don't worry. I got you. I got your back. Just like friends do. If Andy was needed help, I would be there and be like, hey, buddy, what do you need? What can I do to help you? So, oh, no, this is sad. As you see, it's just not Jordan Love. It's Rich Masaccia. It's Joe Barry. It's Floor. It's the assistant coaches. It's all the people associated with this, not trusting people, not putting people in to win, coming off a bye and putting this stinker out there was just really like, okay, that's coaching. You know, it comes down to that. And yes, the players have to develop and stuff. So that's it for me. It wasn't really a rant. It was just what I'm seeing after watching football for over 40 years. (laughs) Again, I've never coached in the NFL. I'm not saying that I could do a better job. What I'm saying is this is what I'm seeing, and this is what I've lived through from seeing bad coaches over the years versus coaches like Mike Holmgren versus a coach like Ray Rhodes who lasted one year and couldn't do anything right. And so just knowing that. So, Andy – you had a little tree of life thing, unless you want to add something to that. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to add, John, uh, and, and you're spot on with a lot of it, but I would say the one thing that you were trying to get at with Jordan Love, you, we haven't seen a whole lot of it factor, a lot of yeah. wow, a lot mm-hmm. of sizzle. And because there of that, there he's not the spark that's going to ignite uh, you know, bring the fire, the, the sizzle to the, to the team. And, um, and that kind of segues into my next segment. So I did want to bring that up. And a lot of people have mentioned this where you don't see a whole lot of wow with, with, with mm-hmm. Jordan. And so that's where you're, you're realizing he might not ever be, uh, you know, a top 10 quarterback, maybe not even a top 15 quarterback, which mm-hmm. we all know in the National Football League means basically you're not going to be successful and not win many Super Bowls or any. So um, yeah, I figured I'd just mention that. Um, yeah. So the reason I'm talking about the tree of life and people are probably wondering what the heck is he talking about? Um, <laughs> there's if, if people have ever been to Disney World and to Animal Kingdom, um, there's this big, huge tree. <laughs> That kind of has to do with the Lion King and the circle of life and whatever. There's this huge tree that's the tree of life. So when you come in, it's kind of like, oh, you know. Um, And so that's I'm going to tie that into how that correlates with an NFL football team. So bear with me a minute. Um, I was trying to come up with some content and it wasn't easy. John Packers fans out there. Um, there's not a lot of people, a lot of people that uh, a lot of uh, people that want to talk about the Packers or write about the Packers. So I wasn't finding yeah. a lot of interesting mm-hmm. things. So I had to come up with something on my own. And that's why it took 
took me quite a long time today to come up with some of it just because there just wasn't anything that was uh, giving me any wow and sizzle when I was reading some of these articles. So, mm -hmm. um, so anyway, let's talk a little bit about that. And so for a, for, for a team to have life and to be successful, it has to have three crucial elements. So number one, it's coaching tree has to be able to help the young players grow and improve at their respective positions and devise schemes and call plays to help them succeed. LaFleur's talked about that, by the way. <laughs> then the key mm -hmm. is to have a head coach, LaFleur, who can be the roots of the tree and can bring this all together and give the team life and success. The second element is that the young players need to be able to have the talent and football uh, acumen to grow in the system, make adjustments, and do their assignments effectively. The veteran players, the veteran players in each position group, if there are any, need to support those younger players and lead by example. Younger and older players alike form the branches of the team of that tree and are on the field to give that team success. And then the third element I wanted to talk about, uh, the third crucial element that, element that has to do with the team is, is the organization in particular, the personnel department has to be able to almost surgically remove or fix issues with the coaching staff and player personnel as necessary. Call it what you like. In this example, just call it pruning the dead or unwanted limbs. For if you fail to do so, then the team will wither, die, and lose football games. Of course, it all starts with drafting the right players like Aaron Rodgers, who have a chip on their shoulder, who have the desire and passion to learn, grow, and succeed. Players who are all about winning and being the best. It all starts with finding the right coaching staff who have the smarts to outcoach the opposing coaching staff. The Green Bay Packers need some more of those transcendent players and coaches with the will, the passion, and the talent on their football team. That flood of talent will be like rain to help the Packers tree grow, lush and green, and into a Super Bowl contender that will win the Lombardi Trophy again. I realize, Packers fans, that I omitted one crucial element for the Packers' tree of life to thrive and live. I do not forget. The Packers fans who go to home games at Lambeau Field and travel to away games and support their team are not left unheard. The fans were like the radiant rays of the sun shining down on the branches of the team's tree. How could the players not hear and see all of you out there uh, supporting your team and not, not give their all, I guess? 
Uh, thank you, Packers fans. Thank you for supporting your team. And I just wish that the Packers gave the fans a little bit more to cheer about. Um, I know the, you know, the players were trying to give it their all. Uh, unfortunately, they just weren't. <laughs> it was almost like a Freudian slip when, when I said that they were not giving their all. Um, you know, but I'm just telling you that, uh, you know, it, it's just a little bit disconcerting. John, any comments on my Packers tree of life? I love it. That makes total sense because every team needs that, right? Because, uh, but I, I just kind of want to add a little bit, uh, just really quickly. Uh, bandwagon fans are kind of like, how do I say those little sprouty little trees <laughs> around where you usually try to cut them down so they're not, like, yeah. you know, making your. That's to me the bandwagon fans are those little things you're like ah man yeah, they're Packers your fans are sequoias they're red yeah woods. yeah we are sequoias I mean, there's diehard there fans have been there you know since since Lombardi since you know since yeah. uh, you know I mean a long time and uh, they're just very very loyal 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 fans and they're great so yeah, yeah that's, that's a great why Packers fans yeah the Packer fans are the best fans so. Here we go, folks. Hold on to your knickers. Uh, we're going to do a review. Andy, you want to start out <laughs> of the review of the Denver game? We'll try to make it quick. <laughs> yeah, we'll try. Uh, so, yeah, third consecutive loss at the hands of the Denver Broncos, 1917. So, yeah, we started off the season, John, 2-1. and one, And how things have changed. Now we're 2-4, and four, unfortunately. Um so the one obvious takeaway that I have uh, more than any other, uh, well over 80 to 90% of the NFL experts and even Vegas were wrong about the result of the Packers game this week. Almost everyone, everyone had the Packers winning by a small margin. <laughs> that obviously did not mm. happen. Well, Packers plus fans, Packers fans, we were expecting, to beat the Vikings this week again. Mm -hmm. We're expected mm -hmm. to beat them. No. Anyone want to no. take that bet? No. Anybody want to take that bet after watching this nope. team, especially the last nope. three losses in a row? And by the way, the Vikings are ahead 10 nothing at the moment over San Francisco <laughs> at home. Of course okay. they are. This is, NFL is crazy. That's crazy! It's, 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 yeah, it's bonkers. It's ludicrous. It is totally the stuff that's bonkers. going on in the NFL. Okay, off the subject. It's like, woo! Something strange is going on out there. It is, man. It is. Um, so, so, John, any, any, uh, you know, any more comments or takeaways that you have? I'm going to go through some of the. More takeaways than I have for the game in just a minute. So, so one one thing I'm just going along here. Okay, so one thing we have kind of laxed on. We that's because Andy and I are like really racking our brains. Is Packer Blitz players of the game, and we've been lacking on that, Andy. So let me let me take let me take it 
if, if you if you disagree, I, I put any. so let's start. No, the Packer let's fans again for showing up and supporting their team. The I mean, Packer you can see the green again. and gold in the in the in the stands. Packer fans, go pack, go! Again. They showed yes. up. Yeah, there showed weren't wasn't as much orange as you would think there would be at that game. No, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. So that's why we love you. So here's the thing. Let's do this really quickly, really easy. Rashawn Gary on defense, duh. He was single-handedly like, I'm going to win this game. <laughs> he's throwing players around. He's busting up in the middle. He's like, guys, yep. come on. We can do this. Yep. Tackles for loss yep. in the backfield. Yep, making oh plays opportune times. Yeah, it's crazy. And yep. this will be a surprise, A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon finally said, well, shit, I better do something <laughs> or my ass is out of yep. here. So right. he ran like he should have been running the past few games. He was our rushing leader. He was our receiving leader, average. Yeah. So he had this, whatever. So those two guys. Good call outs. Yeah. So yeah, those was, two guys. It's funny. It's like almost you're reading okay. my mind, John, because those were the Ooh. two that I was going to put. But I was yeah. so, I mean, I've been so. Yeah, we've uh, been lazy. <laughs> by. By the last yeah. game and the game before that, I just couldn't mm-hmm. bring myself to it. But that is good recognition yeah, yeah. for those two players. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So let let's uh so those Packer Blitz fans, uh obviously they are everything but AJ Dillon and Rashawn Gary, uh respectively defense offense. So okay now you have to do us an apology. Yeah. You want me to say yeah, it or do you want right to say it? No, you could do it. On behalf of Packers Nations uh, Nation, uh, sorry, Kurt. You have to now listen to Broncos fans in Denver gloat, mock the Green Bay Packers, oh my God. and now brag until they play them again in a few years. It was bad enough that we lost to the Broncos 31-24 in Super Bowl 32. Now Kurt has to endure this recent debacle of a loss. Kurt, you are a true Packers fan. Keep the faith, man. How was that, John? (laughs) I figured I'd add that one in. I love it. Thank you, Kurt, for supporting us and listening to the podcast, too, man. And his sister, Sherry, supports us, too. So she was at the game. Her sister was at the game. Kurt was not at the game, but his his, uh, sister was. So there you go. Okay, game. Thank you, Sherry. (laughs) Game takeaways. Okay, bud. (laughs) This ought to be really quick, (laughs) especially first half. So, so the first thing, uh, the Packers uh, are off to you know for almost two weeks, and the office puts up a goose egg in the first half. In fact, the Packers have scored twenty or less points in four straight. Game. So they're not producing a lot of points. Uh, yes, Anders Carlson missed a field goal toward the end of the half, but it's still a good but take. Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his first first miss of the year. He's gonna miss a few. I think he's eight of nine on the season, so it's, it's yeah. Good. He's having a great season. He's having a great so season. So, yeah. 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 Uh, second thing, second takeaway that I have is the two Packard touchdowns that shouldn't even have been. 
That's annoying. John. Turn that thing off. Okay, so the first touchdown, <laughs> the first touchdown, um, NFL's rules expert and former official Gene Sterator weighed in and said that Romeo Dobbs's 16-yard touchdown catch should have been ruled a pick by Broncos cornerback Pat Sertain the second. Basically, Skeletor, as I like to call him, said that Sertain, Sertain, sorry, had possession first by getting two feet down in the field of play, first with possession of the ball before Dobbs got his feet down with simultaneous catching with the defensive back. The Second touchdown, thank you, football gods. The inconceivable, inconceivable touchdown catch by Jaden Reed. Inconceivable. From Romeo Dobbs right to him. Great play by Jaden and great concentration on his part. But that's two TDs that probably shouldn't have been. But thank you for the Mm -hmm. second one, football gods. Third takeaway, by the way, uh, take away those two TD throws, and that would have made quarterback Jordan Love's numbers even worse. Jordan Love finished with 180 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, instead of 160 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Jordan did improve his completion percentage to a respectable 21 out of 31, which is about 68%. However, the Broncos D give up the second most fantasy points in the NFL to opposing quarterbacks. Jordan did not make the most of his opportunity against a really bad defense. Statistically speaking, Denver has the worst D in the league. And Jordan, what the heck was that final throw with the game hanging in the balance? John and I talked about this earlier. Deja vu all over again. Mm -hmm. Several Packers fans commented on social media with comments like, Jordan Love is a CFL-level quarterback. Bro Mm -hmm. thought he was Rodgers. And that's called a punt. (laughs) Jordan, a successful NFL quarterback, is able to learn from his mistakes and doesn't repeat them. A good or great NFL quarterback is able to look off a wide receiver and come back to him. Don't stare at the wide receiver the entire time and then throw it way short into double coverage. A dumb play two weeks in a row. Uh, Time to learn, time to evolve, time to move on. (laughs) To the fourth takeaway um, that that I've got, that we've got. Uh, Injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Devontae Wyatt had a knee, uh, carted off. Darnell Savage, calf issue, and Eric Stokes. He finally gets, finally plays. Uh, he's got a foot issues, and then he ha- pulls a hamstring. Something happened to his hammy. Uh, all that stuff didn't help. Uh, the injuries didn't help. Injuries on the offense to Christian Watson. Uh, he had a knee issue. Uh, 
Side note, he had minor surgery to his right knee last June and has missed time on multiple occasions due to hamstring slash thigh issues to that same appendage. So his, for some reason, his right leg has issues, just to let everybody know. Um, John, any update on his? No, his I'm, looking, I, I'm looking right okay. now. I do not see anything. And uh, Luke Musgrave. So I thought he had a concussion or whatnot. Uh, John Packers fans out there, he didn't. Uh, I guess it's an ankle, and he appears to be in. Uh, in be it appears to have a serious issue uh, after he was seen uh, wearing a walking boot after the game. So actually, he has yeah, an ankle well. issue. So um, Deguara is going to be playing, <laughs> John. You mentioned Deguara earlier. Oh no! Okay. Oh no! So um, I believe, but cannot confirm that this happened after an illegal hit to the head area by Broncos safety Kareem Jackson, who was ejected once again because he has already been fined four times and ejected once for plays of this nature. Uh, side note. The NFL needs to suspend him indefinitely because Jackson yeah. has no plans of stopping his headhunting style of play. The NFL needs to protect player safety. The NFL needs to issue harder punishments moving forward for serial cheap shot artists like Kareem Jackson. So well, Jackson has been Justin. Justin. <laughs> Jackson has suspended four games for his hit on Musgrave. Right. So good, good job, NFL. Great job. Yeah. Way to be decisive and come out with, uh, with that suspension. Yep. Um, hopefully it's without pay. Um, mm, in fact, probably. he probably should have just been suspended longer for that, but yeah, it's all, it's fine for four games is four games. Um, so anyway, um, so the head coach for, uh, for Denver, Sean Payton must like players who try to injure other players on his football teams uh, John, remember his suspension for one year because of the headhunting scandal yes. on his state's football team? Bounty, yeah, that? Bounty Gate. Bounty Gate. Yeah, Bounty Gate, yep. So, John, did I miss any any more injuries? <laughs> did I get them all? Uh, you know, you any, thoughts, all. any thoughts on the no. cheap shot? Uh, any thoughts on Sean Payton? No, just the cheap were... shot again. The guy, the guy should be suspended for the rest of the rest of the year in my opinion because come on this this is the second time you haven't learned i mean okay yeah he, he had already safety. gotten thrown out of one game i believe yeah. this is the second yeah. game he got thrown out yep. of for doing that yep. stuff so so yeah four games deserved, i would i would put it to six but that's me but that's yep. the player's that's a good number that's what i was thinking yeah well yeah. at least it was at least he was held accountable for his yep. yeah his play yeah. is, uh, yeah. yeah. So the Packers, uh, so the fifth thing, the Packers got out coached, um, Again? in particular, in particular, the aforementioned Sean Payton got the best of our defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, uh, Payton, uh, was able to scheme his wide receivers open wide open on several plays. Um, uh, Matt LaFleur, uh, how about getting some of our wide receivers open too? Maybe like like maybe <laughs> during you know that uh, Miami game uh, against Denver not too long ago. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yeah. Like like John and I said in episode 44, the key to winning the game might be mm-hmm. which head coach outcoaches the other. Well, I guess that I was correct who the better coach mm-hmm. was and is. Yeah. John, Packers Blitz yeah. fans, this loss is an indictment of Matt LaFleur's poor offensive play calling and head yeah. coaching ability without relying on Hall of Fame quality players such as Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Adams, and to a lesser extent, David Bakhtiari, to bail you out on offense week mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and week out. Yeah. So it is uh, an indictment of Matt LaFleur. It is. So that's why uh, – you know, uh, that's why LaFleur was constantly 13 and three, 13 and four winning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now uh, the Packers, uh, LaFleur is, uh, you know, last year, eight and nine. And so far, uh, two and four this year and losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike drop on that. Uh, the uh, mm-hmm. sixth takeaway, and I believe, I hope this is the last one. Yeah, it's the last one. Moving on. Uh, the rest sucked. No, uh, I normally don't. I normally don't bring up the rust, but they made a ridiculous false start penalty on center Josh Myers on fourth and sixth uh, near midfield when Lafleur was making an aggressive decision to go for it because of the additional five yard penalty the Packers had to punt it away. Refs, the center mm. is allowed to put his head down to check for his quarterback signal and then get into position to snap refs Mm -hmm. refs. Hello. You (laughs) should have had a powwow and Mm -hmm. called offsides on two Broncos defenders. Instead, the refs directly caused a momentum swing all by themselves. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Nice stuff. Nice That's stuff. not the first time that the Packers have been hosed on a rough no. year. John, no. any comments on that? Can no, I bring up it, anything else? Well, I mean, there are so many that, things. We could sit here as a whole new episode, but <laughs> in the whole weekend, I was just watching a thing on uh, YouTube where they were making some calls that I was like, ooh, okay. There was a call in the Cleveland game that helped the Cleveland Browns win the game. And I won't get into the details. If you're a Cleveland Brown fan, you're probably like, whatever, suck it. We won. But <laughs> not only that, but there was another call in the Rams game that helped the Steelers win. So two games, uh, there were other calls that were just horrendous, just really bad. That the other team luckily still won the game, getting hosed. But Cleveland game uh, against Indianapolis and the Rams against Steelers both were just these horrible calls that helped the Steelers win and helped the Browns win. And I'm not talking about like, well, maybe it was like this, this offsides thing. No, it was blatant calls that you were like, what are you doing? So the refs will always be a problem. There is never going to change. I think every year it hasn't gotten better. It's like gotten a little worse. Uh, but I will say this, as we know, Packer fans, 
do not bring back the replacement refs. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't do that because we know what happened in Fail Mary against the Seahawks. Yeah, that's all I want to say on yeah. that. Do not bring back nope. the replacement refs. So I'll take these yep. sucky refs, but woo, no, do not do that. Okay. So good, good point. Good call. Oh my God. So, uh, NFC, so we're going to give everybody a little update on the NFC North race. Uh, as, as we're speaking tonight, uh, Christian McCaffrey just scored. So he, it's now 16 games in a row with a, a touchdown of some sort. And uh, yeah, he's playing tonight against the, uh, the Vikings and the Vikings are actually up ten to seven at the moment in the second not for long quarter, <laughs> right? Yeah, hopefully. Uh, so, just a little update, everybody. The Lions are leading the division at five and two. However, a butt whooping uh, was handed out by the Baltimore Ravens, thirty-eight to six in Week Seven, and they lost. To the Baltimore Ravens, they were awful in that game. Yeah, they can't play with the um, big boys yet. That's absolutely right, and they got their they just, butts kicked. Uh, so they're five and two. You know, yeah. great job, Lions. You're five and two. Yeah, hey, uh, you're, Packers, you're a better team. The Packers are actually probably going to end up being in second place, alone in second at two and four. <laughs> Oh, God. And we've already talked about the Packers and we're at their, you know, the state of of, of uh, affairs or whatever the Packers is right now. Uh, the Vikings, as of now, are two and four. Hopefully, they're they're about to be two and five with a loss tonight uh, to the uh, San Francisco 49ers as we do this podcast. Uh, so they probably will end up being two and five. They did beat the Bears. Last week, 19 to 13. And then in last place, all by themselves at the moment, are the Bears. Uh, they'll probably end up being tied for last place with, uh, with the Vikings. However, they soundly, the Bears soundly beat the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, those same Raiders that beat us. <laughs> 30 to 12. 30 yeah, to 12. Did. Even mm. without their quarterback, their starting quarterback, Justin Fields. Tyson Badgent, I think that's his Ooh. name. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. An undrafted rookie from Shepherd University. Where? Is that, is that Division? That's Division Two, isn't it, or something? That's Division Two, yeah. Yeah. Uh, boy, uh, he was solid, uh, protected the football, and took only one sack. Uh, so... What does that have to say about the current state oh of the two and God. four Green Bay Packers football team uh, that is somehow in second place in the NFC North? You know, what does that say about the Packers? The Bears were even able to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Um, so um, what what do you say about that one, John? Do you have any comments? I don't on know the what Bears? to say. I don't know I what have to no say. I have no idea what's going on. This is a crazy NFL season. Uh, you have, you have yep, teams. The pack, it's been crazy year for the Packers, and it's been a crazy year in the NFL. And the uh, the the Vikings just scored. <laughs> They're up sixteen to seven. They're probably going to kick an extra point. 
if you could believe mm. that. Yeah, Jordan crazy. Addison got another touchdown for 60 yards. I'm going to talk a little bit about him later in that in the preview for the next game. So sorry to cut you off, okay. John. No, go ahead. That's okay. Breaking I, I, news: I, They just scored. All right. So should we go to the preview of the game that I will be at? <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, John. It really sounds no. like you want to be there. No, I do not want to be there. Yeah. Well, um, okay. So <laughs> it's so John will be there at Lambeau Field, um, mm. and that will be Sunday, October 29th. Uh, it's going to be mm-hmm. broadcast on Fox. The uh, Green Bay is favored, John. They're no! favored. Again. Yeah, one and a half points. Uh, the over under is 42 and a half. So I guess the implied final score that they're implying is that Green Bay. Uh, would be uh, 22, uh, have 22 points, and Minnesota will have 20 and a half. Not that that's possible, so let's just say 21. Uh, let's yeah. round up uh, for the final score. I don't even know how the Packers would get the 22 too easily, but, um, you know, exactly. Yeah, that would be like five field goals and a touchdown, I guess, right? Maybe a I guess. safety, sure. a couple sure. touchdowns, a couple uh, – yeah, field goals and a safety. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, the Vi- Vikings. There's there's no Justin Jefferson. Of course, he's on IR at the moment. Uh, however, the Vikings still have tight end T.J. Hawkinson, wide receiver Jordan Addison, who's going off tonight. By the way, a couple touchdowns, and wide receiver K.J. Osborne to pick up the receiving slack. Uh, the Vikings. They, they don't have any running game. The Vikings are worse than even the Packers are. Worse? Yes, they're worse and much worse. Uh, they have some passing game. Uh, say all you want about Kirk Cousin, Cousins, but he has averaged almost 280 yards game yep. passing. That's because they can't run. Uh, 67.2% completion rate, 14 touchdowns, and four interceptions. I bet the uh, New York Jets would love that level of production (laughs) from its starting quarterback right now, wouldn't they? Uh, Mm -hmm. The time of possession for the Vikings is an abysmal last in the league. So Mm -hmm. they're horrible with time of possession. The Packers are actually 29th. But they're uh, 32nd dead last in time of possession, probably because they can't run the ball again. Um, outside linebacker Danielle Hunter, uh, by the way, has eight sacks. I think he was mm-hmm. leading the league with uh, TJ Watt. Uh, Watt might have overtook him uh, during his game. Um, I'm not sure how he's doing this game, but they were tied with eight sacks. And he needs to be accounted for uh, in, in our offensive mm-hmm. game plan. Um, just like outside linebacker Preston Smith from the Packers, Hunter may be on the trading block as well. Um, yeah. Preston Smith's name is being brought up quite a bit as well. So, um, considering they don't have eight former first round picks on its defense, the Vikings D could be worse and is ranked 25th by Sports Not. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota Vikings defensive coordinator Brian Flores 
doesn't have the talent at quarterback necessary to make his system work to its normal high standard. However, he's finding ways as of late to make the best out of the situation. His defensives uh, blitz, they blitz 58% of the time. 58%, John, they blitz. Wow. Last Jeez. week, Flores' aggressive defensive play calling rattled Justin Fields and punished him enough that he had to leave the game with a dislocated thumb on his throwing hand. So that's the Vikings. John, any comments about the Vikings? Anything you want to add on those guys? No. Any, any players you want to mention? I know no, you really like some... their, their starting safety that they've got, but. Yeah, I mean, they, they always play us tough. It's going to be a tough game. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with San Francisco. This is a very weird thing. <laughs> San Francisco yep. is not playing very well tonight. Which nope, is interesting. They, uh, they didn't play last well last week either. Uh, the Vikings are up 16-7 to seven on them at yeah. halftime, so I don't know if they missed yeah. an extra point or what the dealio is. Yeah, I, don't know what um, I think they did. They missed yeah. one, so. That yeah. could back, come back to haunt them later on, but uh, yeah, they're playing really well at home. Great job! I mean, but they always got to give them credit. They're beating yeah, they one of the best teams them. in the NFC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the Packers. So the Packers again. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's oh, let's boy. not talk about the struggle struggles of Jordan Love anymore. We're going to move no, on. No, we're not going to um, uh, not one of the Packers receivers averages four catches a game and 50 yards per game. Not one. No, Isn't that interesting, God. John? Not a single yeah, one. That's uh, no, that's yeah, no wonder the Packers were said to be uh, buyers at the NFL trade deadline for yeah. a veteran wide receiver or, or a wide receiver mm. at all. That yeah, could yeah, produce. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, not a single one uh, catching, averaging mm. four catches. Four catches a game mm. and 50 yards per game. Not a single Yikes. AJ Dillon, uh, John had mentioned him earlier, uh, gave him some kudos for the last game and the game before. He played well the last couple games. Uh, he still averages a pathetic 3.2 yards per carry, by the way. <laughs> In 79 carries, mm. his longest rush is for 15 yards. 15 mm. is his longest one. Four yards longer than Aaron Jones's longest, by the way, rushing wise. That is why John and I have been, that's what we've been talking about. Uh, lack of explosive plays. In fact, Jordan Love has our longest run of the season, 26 yards, just to let everybody know. So again, we're not yeah. getting the explosive plays from our running game pretty much at all. No. Because of our offensive line. Uh-huh. And partially due to the, the people are, mm-hmm. that are running the football as well, for the most part. Jordan Love's been doing uh-huh. his part. He has a really good average, and he's been very smart about when he runs and doesn't run. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So his, he's mm-hmm. been doing great in that respect. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give him credit. Kudos Absolutely. for that. The yeah. aggregate ranking, even before the season started for the Packers D, was 18th. They were ranked 18th even before the year started. Well, as of today, Sportsnot ranks the Packers, you guessed it, 18th. (laughs) According to Matt Johnson of Sportsnot, and this is what Matt says, injuries decimated the Packers' defense again. 
combine the poorly coached defense with its top impact players missing, and you've got the results we've seen in recent weeks. So again, Matt Johnson said poorly coached defense. I didn't say yeah. it. Matt Johnson said it. I was thinking yeah, it. I've said it in the past, but it's what true. Else is new. Okay, yeah, so I figured I'd bring that. I figured you'd like that one, John. So, um, yes. yeah, there is a reason for them being ranked 18th when they should be with the talent that we think they have on defense. They should be a lot better. And, again, you can blame injuries, blame this, blame that. At some point, enough of the blaming and just you got to start producing on the field. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and they have not been playing very good offenses either. So that's inflated their numbers or made them look maybe halfway decent. And I'm just, I'm fearful of what's going to happen when they play a really good offense with really good offensive coordinators mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, a la what, it's gonna get uh, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just, uh, mm-hmm. just expecting not good things. I think even when yeah. we play the, uh, the Los Angeles uh, Chargers, uh, we're probably in for mm. a long day there too. But long day there too. We'll see. Yeah. So speaking of results, the Packers D has 16 sacks on the season, which is actually two less than the Vikings D. By the way, the Baltimore Ravens lead the league now with 29 sacks. So I thought that was kind of interesting, John. I thought for sure we had more sacks than they had, and we don't. They have 18 Mm -hmm. on the year. And we're not counting the sacks from tonight, by the way. I haven't even looked. Up until, you know, tonight. Um, and since they played the amount of sa- same amount of games, they have two more sacks than we do. And you would think with our pass rush and as good of players as we have on that D line and in the linebackers group that we should have more sacks. And that's also uh, Joe Barry, maybe not putting them in positions, uh, maybe blitzing a little bit more and doing some things to yes. get the, you know, the quarterback. That's what we've been saying. Okay. Um, and then the last thing I want to mention about the Packers, not only has kickers Anders Carlson been really good, but punter Daniel Whelan has averaged 48 yards per kick, John. 40, wow. Which is not too shabby. I did not realize it was that high. I would have guessed 42, 41, yeah. something like that. It's 48 well, yards a kick. 48. Let me guess right on those guys. Right. Yep. <laughs> So now, Packers okay. fans, John, we're going to move on to our predictions. John, um, are you ready, or do you want me to give for mine? You. No, I'm going to do that. I got two words for you that we that will go. You do yours. We lose. I'm not even going to do a damn score because I'm too pissed. Because I'm like, it, we can't score in the first half. And then the second, I don't even know a score. But if I have to do one, I, I think I'm going to say 21-17. I don't know why I'm going with 17 because that's okay. we score. Uh, I do not see us winning this game. I see us losing again, and I see a lot of a lot of uh, Packer fans starting to lose their patience. But we're great fans, so. How about you? We're kind of writing the score together. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm picking the Vikings to win. Before the season started, I picked the Packers to win this game at home, and then we were going to so lose the I. Vikings. You know, um, yeah, at home. 
Right when they're at, at whoever the home team was, that's who we were picking to win. So, yeah, we're but I, I, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. but after watching them the last few weeks, mm. I mean, I, I mean, if I was if I was betting on the game, this is what I think the outcome is going to be. Uh, I would be picking the Vikings to win, yeah, uh, twenty four to seventeen. And the, here are my reasons. Uh, of course, the Packers injury is not an excuse, but it is. Uh, Packers injuries. What are you going to do? Uh, the coaching. Uh, the the worst starting quarterback of the two. So who's the better yep. quarterback right now? Kirk Cousins is. He is. Yeah. And so I'm picking the team that has the better quarterback, and that would be Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vikings yep. have been in every single game this year and have lost or won by eight or fewer points. It's a lot like last year, right? But except they were winning those games last year, and they're losing yep. them this year. Uh, so yeah. again, uh, every single game they've been in, eight or fewer points. Okay. In fact, uh, their two wins have been by one touchdown on average. Again, that's why I picked them to win 24 17. The Packers will get behind again and will have to catch up because Matt yep. LaFleur will keep making dumb decisions not to kick yep. field goals when the opportunity. For crucial points arises. I'm talking about that that Atlanta game that still burns me to no end. That we had some opportunities to get some points on the board, and Lafleur didn't take advantage of it in a dome with Anders Carlson, and he's been fantastic. He would have made some of those kicks. Yep. I know he would have made them. Yes, and so yep. we, we right. lost that game because of Lafleur's decision making bad decision-making, and I think that's going to come back to rear its ugly head again, so to speak. I agree. So, And we're going to move on to the end of the show. I'm going to give my little rant before we leave. John probably won't like it, but but he's about to find out what it is, and then we'll have John take us away after that. And if, John, you can rebut any of this, or, you know, we can talk about it before we leave the air. Uh, So anyway, so I've got just three thoughts before we wrap it up, before we wrap up the show. Number one, Packers players, coaches, just ask yourselves, did we play a football game yesterday? The answer is a resounding no, we did not. It was as if they had all stayed on by. Maybe even some of them were still playing Madden in their heads when they should have been focusing on defeating the lowly Denver Broncos. Now the Packers' attention shifts to the Minnesota Vikings. Will the team finally come off of its week six bye for real this time? That's my first part on that. Uh, second thing, John, any comments on that first part? <laughs> no, make you can chime in if you want. Okay. Hello. Okay, here's here's my second thought. Really good teams like the 2022 and 2023 Baltimore Ravens that get decimated by injuries do not whine and make excuses. They overcome adversity, find a way to win, and still make the playoffs. That's what the 2023 Packers need to do. If that means trading for a player firing a coach, or even benching a starting quarterback, then then you do it. The Green Bay Packers, a well-run organization, 
whether it's in business or the NFL, must find a way to pivot fearlessly when it has to. Now is the time. Now is the time. So my third thought, John, any thought, thoughts on that second thought I had? Uh, just one really quick one, which I'll agree with you. We did an episode where we said, Goody's got to stop being nice. Like Goody's got to stop like keeping people around and, and you know, kind of dealing with things. Okay, we'll do and just say you're not good enough to play that plane. You're not good enough to coach. You're not coaching. And we did that. I can't remember. Probably like four or five episodes. Exactly right. You're, you you hit it right on the head. If they are not good enough, you are not on this team. If you cannot get us to where we need to go, you're going to play. Okay? And that's that simple. And I don't know why people are just, like, scared to do that. You know, because we don't know what we have with uh, Sean Clifford, I believe. But I do know maybe he could be the guy that gives us a spark. I don't know. To put him out there, absolutely not. It makes zero sense. But there comes a time where you got to go, like you just said, we're going to bench you for the rest of this game and bring in Sean Clifford to see what he can do. And I don't want to go there. Uh, the problem is, too, we don't have Matt Flynn. <laughs> Everybody, go back and look at Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn was one of our greatest backup quarterbacks ever. He kept us in games. He won games. He kept the season going. I mean, he was just a heck of a quarterback. He was not a starting quarterback. Absolutely not. But a backup, yes. So, again, we don't have that. So we don't have our Matt Flynn who can come in and throw six touchdowns like he against Detroit. And keep us in a game against the Patriots when uh, Tom Brady, fuck that Brady, uh, was there and almost beat the Patriots in their heyday, in their prime at New England. We just don't have that guy anymore. So that's all I have to say on that. So you want to get on to three. <laughs> the third and last parting thought. Lastly, and I have to say it. I just have to oh. say it, John. <laughs> yeah, Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy took a hit below the belt from Packers cornerback yeah. Carrington Valentine while he was trying to force a fumble. Well, this Ooh. is a message from Packers fans to the 53 players on the Packers roster. We feel just like Jerry Judy must have felt while watching <laughs> or listening to your lackluster and somewhat Yay. painful performance on Sunday. That was truly an experience where Packers fans took one square in the groin. Hopefully, John, Packers fans, Packer Blitz fans, the Packers are not returning to the dark times of the 1980s football all over again. John, we will not let that happen, will we, John? We, we will won't. not let that happen. <laughs> I don't care if we have to climb and get into Goody's office and get arrested. We're not. No, we have to go on the field. If we, I don't care what we have to do. 
it hopefully won't involve jail time because our wives probably wouldn't feel sound. But no, we're not. So Andy, all those points were really great. So I'm going to wrap this up by quickly saying is we're fans. We're going to stick with you. Win or lose, you know, it's been a rough couple years, uh, especially with the Aaron Rodgers. Will he, won't he? Um, Jordan Love not knowing if he's going to be the guy. We're, we're, let's give the guy a little more time. Uh, you know, we're passionate, right? We're passionate fans, and passion is good. Because if you don't have passion for something, whether it's friends, family, your job, whatever it is, your 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 team, then what's the point? There's no point to it. But we all have to take a step back and realize, okay, you know, we might be drafting in the top ten. Don't want to, but okay, we got two. We're gonna have possibly a top eight draft pick and two second round draft picks. Not bad. You can build some guys and get some guys in here that can help us. But we're still a young team, and we're still gonna make mistakes. So my quick message to Lafleur, he ain't listening. But if if you can, someone can get this to him, I would say, trust your young guys. Just go out and put everything out on the field. And if they screw up and they illegal motion and they go in the wrong way and they whatever, okay, guys, we got to work on that. Let's grow. But like we've said through the past, how many episodes? We have to grow and develop. That is your job. Win or lose, yes, of course. But grow, develop. Every game you go, oh, wow, okay, that's better. Just like with Aaron Rodgers. We saw the it factor. Oh, man, look at that guy. Yeah, there's a good good chance he can help us. We're not seeing that with love. Part of that's coaching. Part of that is, is he's thrown into a situation with a lot of injuries and not a lot of consistency. So, oh. Vikings, Packers <laughs> next week. I will be at. I'm going to try to do something road and put it on YouTube and stuff. Andy and I will be back the next week so I can. Uh, it'd be great to have a win. I don't think there will be a win, but as long as the Packers show up in the first half and play a four quarter game, I, I, I want to win. But if we lose it, like 21 17 or something, but we are in the game, we played tough. Hey, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm good with that. So, again, it is five stars. Like and subscribe us uh, where you listen to Packers on your your favorite site, uh, Apple, Spotify. Also, please, PackersBlitz80 at gmail.com. Please reach out to us. If you think Andy and I are wrong, if you think we need to uh, talk about a different topic, which Andy and I will, um, check out our Spooky topic. Halloween's coming up next week. Uh, I talked a little bit about Lambo Ghost. So, again, Andy, <laughs> we went a little long, but that's okay. We had a lot to talk about. All right. There is a lot to talk about. So, there is. So we're opti- we, we are. Up? Yeah, we are optimistic for the future of this of this team. Uh, again, there's no again no I in team, right? Uh, the Packers fans, they're passionate. Like you said, they're smart, intelligent. Um, but here, here, uh, when, when we're talking, you know, uh, we're doing this podcast Packers blitz. 
we are going to tell it how it is. Uh, we've yeah, been we playing are. not well. We've been uh, maybe not like yep. garbage, but <laughs> mm. poorly enough that, that we're going to yeah, just, just be honest about it. And everybody knows yeah. it. Uh, so we don't want to be pessimistic. We want to be optimistic about the yeah. future. And we are. Yes. We just, we're waiting yeah. for something to happen. We're waiting for I something to, to be optimistic about. Uh, yeah. So we're looking for something to happen, looking for that spark. We're looking mm -hmm. for that juice. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we get it this coming weekend on yeah. uh, Sunday against, uh, against the Vikings at Lambeau. All right, buddy. Another great show. Love you. I will uh, text you from the stadium. <laughs> Hopefully you'll text me <laughs> back if you're not too busy or not to throw your phone through the wall. All right, buddy. I love you. Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go! go. <laughs> All right, buddy.